Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel, working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. Hello and welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast. My name is Martin Webster. I'm the Workforce Development Manager and I'm joined by the Access Team. The Access Team support members of our community who need rapid access to substance use and misuse treatment. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and we'll start with Seb. Hi, my name is Sebastian Day and I'm an Access Outreach Support Worker. Thanks, Seb. And Erin? Hi, my name is Erin McBride and I'm an Access Outreach Support Worker too. Thanks, Erin. Charlotte? Hi, yeah, I'm Charlotte Hallett and I'm the Access Team Leader. Thanks, Charlotte. And Jake? Hi, I'm Jake Towns and I'm an Access Outreach Support Worker as well. Fabulous. Okay, so we're going to do um, the same sort of things that we normally do in these podcasts, really. I'm going to act as host and ask some questions and uh, colleagues on the call are going to answer them about their services. So we'll start with Erin. So can you tell us a little bit about the Access Team, where you're based and what you do? Um, Yeah, so the Access team is an outreach support service for adults who are currently suffering with substance use issues. Um, Our aim is to promote engagement and minimise any barriers into treatment and recovery programmes uh, across Darlington. Our base in the town hall, but you'll often see us out and about in the town centre and the surrounding streets as primarily we're an outreach service. Our aim is to make sure that support is available wherever it is needed. Uh, we also use partnership links with other agencies across the town to allow us to hot desk from various locations, um, ensuring that we are available wherever the support might be needed. Um, our role is to enable service users to attend and engage uh, their appointments at treatment and recovery services by providing support which is tailored to the individual. So our support can be as minimal as phone calls or text reminders of when the appointments are um, or as involved as us getting people from their homes to accompany them to their appointments. We can arrange fast track appointments, provide appointment reminders, be the familiar face that reduces the anxiety of attending and be the encouraging presence that gets people through the door. Fantastic. It sounds like a very kind of busy and fulfilling job, really. Um, and I guess this moves us on really nicely to the next kind of question, really, and that's to um, to Seb. So, Seb, who do you work with? And tell us a little bit about the pathways into other services from your team as well. So uh, the professionals we work with uh, are from so many uh, different organisations and agencies. Uh, so within the council itself, we work alongside various adult social care teams, housing options and civic enforcement. Um, external organisations we work with are like commissioned services, like the primary treatment provider, We Are With You, um, as well as other recovery um, services that may support uh, our service users. We also work with food banks, housing organisations. Um, NHS, police, criminal justice system. We sort of take a multi-agency approach to best support the needs of uh, our individual service users. Um, so what we do to create pathways is uh, we sort of build relationships with the other organisations and agencies by sort of initially starting uh, by opening the lines of communication and sort of keeping them going even if we aren't directly working with them uh, at the time. So we'll shadow organisations, sometimes attend their team meetings. Uh, as Erin said, we hot desk. 
within other organizations <clears throat> and sort of work in person wherever possible with these organizations. Because um, we think if you understand like what an organization does um, like sort of fully, it sort of prevents inappropriate referrals and it also means that you can explain to a service user uh, what they can expect when they go somewhere. And we tend to take a sort of refer and assist approach where we'll accompany the service users to uh, the services sort or of through the doors. Um, and so we find that all of this sort of helps to promote engagement, sort of break down barriers between agencies and service users and create sort of much more fluid pathways. So can you tell us a little bit about the age groups that you work with, Seb? So we work with anyone over the age of uh, 18, so 18 plus. Great. And do you find that there's a, a certain age group that where you get most of your clients from? Um, it would probably depend on which substance you used. So, for instance, heroin uh, tends to be sort of an over 40 population because it was a 90s drug. Uh, so you tend to find that they're sort of, it's part of the aging population that tends to use heroin. Um, whereas cannabis uh, will probably go across the board. Um, uh, then things like uh, the sort of party drugs, cocaine and whatnot are quite prevalent in uh, a lot of the younger sort of generations. From a Darlington sort of perspective, how, what are the main kind of substances that are in use in Darlington? I, I think the big one that's probably higher than the rest of the country um, at the moment is amphetamines. Um, I, I believe we're uh, quite a bit higher than the national average in that area. But um, yeah, I think as drugs are slowly sort of, some are becoming more acceptable, you know, people don't really bat an eye if somebody says they're smoking cannabis. Um, so things like that are becoming much more prevalent as well. Great, thanks. That's a good insight into what's happening locally as well. Okay, so our next question is going to go to Charlotte. So, Charlotte, one of the aims um, of your kind of organisation and your team is to support harm reduction and prevention across the borough. How do you do that? Yeah, so as part of the, part of the access team, we don't just um, help people into treatment. We also provide harm reduction and prevention advice. Um, so we provide promote harm reduction to make Darlington a safer place and one of the ways we promote harm reduction is with naloxone. So naloxone is an emergency medication that can reverse the effects of an overdose such as um, it's an opiate overdose so it's with like for the likes of heroin or methadone. Um, as a team we champion the widespread use of um, naloxone and the availability of it. So with naloxone, um, it is a really important part of harm reduction and helps to reduce drug-related deaths, which is quite high in the northeast at the moment as well. So naloxone only has a short-term effect on overdoses, so it's important that it is administered while emergency help arrives. There are two different forms of naloxone that you can get. There's the prenoxide, which is an injectable form, nixide, which is a nasal spray. So nixide is a single-dose nasal spray for emergency use after an overdose. So with the nixide, each pack contains two nasal sprays um, and the two single dose so you can use two doses on them. Um, Prenoxide is the injectable naloxone that you can inject one dose of the naloxone into the muscle so this must be on the upper arm or the outer thigh. You can give several doses of prenoxide until the desired effect has been achieved. We provide advice and training as well to the general public and other professionals on signs um, of how to spot an overdose. 
So anybody can give naloxone out with a purpose of saving a life. We do offer free training to anyone. Um, so that can be professionals, the public, anyone who wants one, we can offer kits and training. So if anyone would like any training or advice on this, just contact the access team and we can um, provide free training or advice on this as well. Fantastic. Yeah, we would like training. So I think so to do some training across um, people services and I know that you folks are really involved in, in delivering that kind of thing and, and, and making sure that our social care workers, our um, early help workers, every single member of staff, occupational therapists, people that go into people's homes, people that kind of work with people really, have yeah. that opportunity to, to get some training. So that's fantastic. And you mentioned there as well about um, harm reduction via education. So being able to, to train people, being able to educate people. Um, is that something that you're looking at from a um, from a younger age as well? Or is that something, I'm guessing, working in schools potentially? Because obviously children and young people may be working with, or maybe living with, sorry, um, family members who, have substance use and misuse problems is that something that you'd be um looking to do in the future as well or maybe yeah. do now yeah so we're um we're currently training at the dolphin center at the moment and we're just trying to get it out everywhere into Darlington. so absolutely anybody um can be trained in it and um, parents can be trained in it if they want to be trained in it um so yeah we're trying to get that out there out far and wide in Darlington. brilliant i mean i guess from an education side it's really important that um, young people and the adults are aware of the dangers and are, and are aware of the legalities and, and things around and what the consequences of um, drug use and alcohol use is for them and is for society as well. Yep, brilliant. Thanks, Charlotte. Okay, moving on to Jake. So, Jake, we talk about we spoke about um, multi-agency approaches and holistic approaches. Um, what do we mean by this? So. As a team, when we look at individuals that are suffering um, from substance issues, we tend to see that um, they have a lot of appointments to get to. There's a lot of services involved. Um, and sometimes that engagement can be a little bit overwhelming for them. So we'll try and tie appointments together if we can. And if that involves us going out to mental health services or going out to where they live um, or going out with um, housing options, which can be an issue occasionally, um, we'll tie those appointments in just to maximise the engagement and try and make it a little bit sort of less overwhelming. Um, on the holistic side, we are very person-centred and it's something I think we all feel quite strongly as team members as well, as part of the access team. Um, we're very person-centred focused. Um, we work with the individual to find out what will work best for them. And that's built up over time. That's through our rapport techniques, getting to know the individual themselves, finding out a bit about the background, um, what's worked before for them and what hasn't. And it's just kind of sort of tailoring that, that, that niche treatment to them and giving them the best chance of succeeding. Brilliant. I mean, there's so many kind of things that you mentioned in there as well around kind of the background and around that opportunity to link in with people and the difficulty that people do have. And I think some of that difficulty can be around the stigma around drugs and alcohol as well. Do you find that um, people are, are quite open when they do need help or are they still quite guarded? Um, I think as a community, it's getting better. Um, hopefully we've assisted in that. I mean, we are a face that does go out and about and there is people um, that might be rough sleeping or begging, that might be using substances and we're more than happy to speak to them and that's not an issue. Um, and I think the more the more we're out and about and the more that message is getting across, um, it gets passed around the community and that does spread. Um, like I said, we're an approachable team. So if people do see us walking about and they have got a question, they're more willing to ask. Yeah, fantastic. And are you um, are you guys a nine till five team as well then, or is it um, an opportunity to work in, in different hours as well? 
Uh, we are Monday to Friday, 9 till 5. Yeah. Um, there is the odd appointment that will cause us to run over. Um, if, if there's assessments booked in that we didn't need to attend that were sort of towards the end of the hours, we would sort of accommodate that as well. So if there's people that are outside of the hours that might have an issue, how do they get in contact with you? Um, so the, the, um, our number, we can provide our number um, for us to contact the team. Um, there's also a contact email as well, um, which is monitored um, Monday, Friday, 9 or 5 by our admin. Um, so any referrals that do come throughout hours Monday morning, they're picked up first thing if, if it is over the weekend. Um, we kind of do a debrief and, and, and run through them. Perfect. So essentially everybody's covered. Everyone who needs that kind of help that needs to get in contact with you, um, there's a, a real open communication line um, and they can they can get in touch, referrals go through and then they're, they're kind of dealt with and, and covered and supported by yourselves then really. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Okay, so um, that's the end of our podcast. Just wanted to say a huge thank you to Charlotte, Seb, Erin and Jake for joining us here today and talking about the Access team. Um, if you want to find out more about the team, uh, you'll be able to contact them and we'll provide the contact details as well. Um, but just again, massive thanks and uh, we'll see you next time on the Darlington Extra podcast. To contact the Access team, email accessteam at darlington.gov.uk or telephone 01325 You've been listening to the Darlington Extra podcast on our Darlington Extra podcast channel. For more great content, make sure you subscribe now.